morning and welcome to the MedPod Podcast, the Pokemon podcast that revolves around the evolving meta. We're getting close to 120 um, episodes. And we just, yeah, getting really, really close. This is episode number 115. Wow. Sean, I have done that about, I think it's 150 times. Have I missed an episode? I don't think you have. I know I have. If the only thing, the only time you might not have been on an episode is like, remember when I did the interview with Zach? Not Zach. Yes. Yeah. No, I was, I was in that. Oh episode. yeah, yeah. I sent you that footage. There, were, there was some news that did come That's out true. that was like pretty big news that was like we should probably like mention this, and then we. But the majority of it, yeah, was that interview. Yeah. I remember that. Yeah. So. But Sean. How is your morning going? We're recording in the morning. I am I'm going well. As you can see, I have a cat. So Which one is this cat? This is the uh cat that probably viewers have not seen. This is the kitten. London Fog is her name. I was gonna say, I don't think I've met this one yes. yet. Her name is London. Uh and she is a little menace, but she is a kitten, so it's to be expected. Isn't that right? You know London? what? I'm a menace too. And so I, I relate to London. She likes drinking point. matcha. So she's competing with me right now for my breakfast drink. Oh, I gotcha. Sean has his matcha. I have my coffee. We're all ready to go and rocking and rolling in this uh, podcast episode. But we you have know, a lot Jake, to talk about today. I never what? ask you, how was your weekend? My weekend was <laughs> tough. If you can't tell, my voice is like a little strained. Um, we had... So usually, like, in a weekend, we will have two or three, like, home events going on per day. Um, mm -hmm. In a weekend, in the busiest time of year, we had four um, on Saturday, and that was incredibly stressful. Because they, like, all happened at the same time. They were all, like, noon starts. Oh, my god! <laughs> it's, it's nice when, like, some of them are, like, 11, 1, mm -hmm. 3, 5. But no, they were all like, let's just all play at noon. Oh, and my God. We got through it somehow. I don't know how we did it, but I guess that's why I have the job and not somebody <laughs> else. But it was busy, and Sean had messaged me last night. He was like, hey, can we record tonight, this being on Sunday night? And I'm still in the office. It's like 7 p.m., and I'm like, Sean. I'm going to bed as soon as I get home. Like I can, we got to record Monday morning. And so we are here Monday morning. Bright I am refreshed bright and early. I'm refreshed. I've got my coffee. Well, refreshed as I can be for this, but we're going to bring you a great episode, starting with a great, lovely review. Sean, mm -hmm. we got a bunch of wonderful, wonderful YouTube comments. Thank you all to said happy birthday to me. Um, I super, super appreciate it. I just, I love how people loved that, you know, I dropped the bomb on Sean <laughs> the last, like, three the seconds of bomb. the podcast. Yeah. Saying about the birthday. But this one is a review on that podcast episode. And so if you want to leave a review yourself, whether it's five stars, one star, whatever, leave a YouTube comment. Drop a Spotify rating. Drop an Apple iTunes rating and review. Just let us know how we're doing. Even tweet at us if you want, at MetapodTCG. But can... this review... Awesome. I can read the review this week because I know which one it is. Oh, yeah, yeah. Do you want to read it, Sean? Yeah, it's from it's from Alex Jackson. Um, I'm going to call him Action Jackson. Action you know, Jackson. It's, I, I think it's a TV show. Anyways, just recently got into the Pokemon TCG thanks to my friends, and I love your podcast. 
really helping me with building decks, and I like that you include explanations for those that are more beginner level. Bought my first ever booster box last week with Lost Origin and got some great pulls. Keep up the great podcast. Five stars. Thank you very much, Alex, for the wonderful review. Hopefully you continue getting good pulls and your gameplay continues to improve and achieve because, you know, you're going to have a lot more competitors, especially when we get talking about the world championships. I don't know about this year, but in the near future, it is coming because, Sean, our first topic of the day, mm -hmm. if you will, the Pokemon Company is officially announced that the Pokemon TCG will be printed in a new language, simplified Chinese. This is the language in mainland China, which means that the Pokemon TCG is going to be in mainland China, Sean. It's going to be coming to a new region, to a new place. And Sean, you had mentioned this to me before the podcast. You were like, wait, wasn't the Pokemon trading card game already in China, and this is specifically in mainland China, where the majority of people who identify as Chinese, I believe, are. Before Pokemon TCG was launched in traditional Chinese in Hong Kong and Taiwan in October 2019, you may remember like Ultra Shiny GX, that Japanese mm -hmm. set, that was part of that like launch and that beginning era over in Hong Kong I will, in uh, Taiwan. I will also say, technically, technically, back in the back in the Dizay, in the Watsi era, there were cards printed in, I believe, traditional Chinese as well. So I did not like, know that. Yeah, that's why I was like, because you can get first edition base set boxes in Chinese. Oh, you um, can. Yes, yes, but I think it's the same thing, Hong Kong and Taiwan, right? Mm -hmm. uh, so getting super political now saying uh, it's launching in China. Some, some in the Chinese government might disagree and saying Taiwan is China. So, well, I mean, what, <laughs> mainland China, that's what I'm saying. No, I'm, it is launching in mainland China. Now the Pokemon TCG <laughs> is currently printed in Japanese, English, German, French, Spanish, Portuguese, Italian, Korean, Indonesian, Thai, and traditional Chinese. But, Sean... Mm -hmm. This is awesome. It's going to feature the first sun and or the first two sun and moon compilation sets. Um, mm -hmm. Ultra, or I'm sorry. Um, shoot, where was it? I just saw it. Sun and moon and crossing the sky is what it says on the article. But crossing the sky, I believe that this is a. Um, oh yes, yes, yes. So it's. Um, it's two sets that are coming in there. Um, I don't know if we know what it's going to compile of as of yet, um, mm -hmm. but we already know the first couple sets. It is confirmed that they will start with the Sun and Moon series over in China. So in terms of the competitive, that's why I'm saying it may be Take a little a bit because that's expanded now at this point. And um, even the first block of Sword and Shield will probably be in expanded by the time it comes out in uh in mainland china but anyways now what's interesting about this this is something i don't know what the answer is but hong kong and taiwan what, what it says here is that it took them about a year to catch up with their set releases but mm -hmm. once they did they had sets that exactly matched japan um which means if they're going to if they keep with the same thing then 
eventually mainland China will get set releases that are the exact Japanese sets and not the Western sets. So not our like sort of combo sets. Um, I wonder if China then will be placed in for competitive play in the, in a region with Japan, right? Like if they expand their tournament, I guess with like the turn or the structure and like qualifying for the world championships. So they have, um, they, they have a different system than we do. Like you have to win certain types of tournaments yep. or place within the top four or something like that of another type of tournament to like, be able to qualify for worlds it's much different than what we have our point system that we talked about in a previous week and in previous episodes so truthfully i'm not super familiar I with mean, it this is this is us like i'm i'm speculating as to what it might be but i think my my gut would tell me that they'll they'll have a system that's similar to uh japan i know singapore i think moved to that kind of system as well mm -hmm. our our uh, our friend Cashman did lament a little bit about that change because uh it does make it more difficult to qualify because you have to do really, really well in like one yeah. tournament or whatever. So my gut tells me they'll probably do the same thing for China when that comes around, whenever that might be. I'm interested to see, like, especially in the first couple years, um, what the player base looks like, mm. um, because China is huge in terms of mainland China. So like getting so many people um extra into playing the game is great for the game it's great for the company mm -hmm. as well and then, i mean it's always cool to see the cards coming into a cool new region sean yeah and maybe maybe they can get 10 cent or some some company that knows how to make video games to make a better online client maybe they'll I don't yeah, know. maybe they'll maybe 10 cent will take over <laughs> ptcgl i know some people May not be happy with that or whatever, I, but... I just... All I know is that <laughs> it needs some help. Anyways, anyways. Anyways, let's talk about some happier things mm -hmm. on top of the Pokemon being introduced to China, Sean. If you want Eevees and you want Evolutions and you want Eevee Evolution cards, Sean, GameStop has the product for you coming Soon, Sean, the Eevee Evolutions Premium Collection Box from GameStop was recently revealed. It is going to feature nine reprints, the Sword and Shield EVV promo, and all eight evolutions from Evolving Skies, along with nine booster packs. Sean, I see in those booster packs there's some Lost Origin in there, mm -hmm. some Brilliant Stars. So those are usually in the pictures, especially when things are first revealed. Those are like placeholder packs. You know, it may yeah. change a little bit of variety. I would honestly be kind of surprised if one of your nine packs was not Evolving Skies. That would be, yeah, I that would be weird, but I don't... I wouldn't mind. I wouldn't yeah. mind, to be honest. But, like, I don't know. Like, ha it feels weird. those nine promos are from evolutions yeah that would feel weird if it wasn't but i don't know yeah it could also be like we're just we're living in the uh v star era so no evolving skies i don't know it's strange i mean whatever but anyways this will be exclusive to gamestop stores so if you want this product go to your gamestop stores november 11th it is going to be 70 dollars sean which i mean honestly it's not terrible 
I mean, getting nine booster packs from this image looking all pretty recent. I know that the boxes and stuff lately that I've been seeing, there's a lot of like, there's a lot of new stuff in them, not necessarily like Sword and Shield base set or like Cosmic Eclipse, like older. I mean, Cosmic Eclipse is a great set that I would love to continue opening. But, you know, you're not seeing older sets and stuff. You're seeing a lot more new and relevant packs, I feel like, in boxes lately that release. Yeah, I mean, look, uh, my opinion, $70 for this, like, I get it. If you're getting nine packs and they MSRP typically for, like, what, 4 or $5? Mm-hmm. Um, so even if it's, like, $5, let's give it the benefit of the doubt there. Uh, that's, like, $45 worth of cards, so it's really a $25 difference for all the promos. I don't know. It, for nine promos. Yeah, there are nine promos, but, like, are the promos a different art? No. Mm, yes. Are they? Yes. I uh, no. I don't think so. I, I think some some of them are and some of them aren't. Like Jolteon, Vaporeon, and Flareon have always been a promo. Oh, have they? Okay. So um, yeah, this is a this is a weird one. I'm I'm trying to read the article to see if they're saying like if they're like unique arts but i don't think yes well those aren't like i don't think those are unique unique arts mm. but like glaceon v for example that glaceon v is different than the glaceon v that you would get in the, in the set. set yeah like i believe all of these have been promos in other boxes they're just combining all those boxes together if that yeah. makes sense i mean for me I i'm like great concept I will, this is yes. from a concept perspective, like people love EV, like you said, fan favorite. People collect EVs. Um, I, I'm going to say it, $70 is steep. That's my opinion, but I. It is slightly steep. Especially because, like, you know, you've seen some of the products they've come out with lately that have alternate art versions of cards, or, um, yeah, like, I think giving us, even if it was just one unique version of one of these, right? Like, Say it was an alternate art version of Eevee or a gold and black version of Eevee. Oh, yeah. I like that would have been such a good idea. You know, you don't have to do it for all the evolutions, but for the Eevee, like, yeah. Because there is that Sword and Shield uh, Eevee VMAX that you got in one of the ETBs, Shining Fates. Mm, yeah, 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 yeah. The, uh, the promo yeah. that you got in that. Yeah. And I think something like that, because all of these evolutions are going to be probably extremely cheap on the secondary market. And I know oh, yeah. <laughs> singles are all, it's always cheaper to buy singles. So that's not a great argument, but the fact that like, I can go buy nine packs, I can go buy all of these EVs. Like if I'm say I'm a parent and I'm like, I want to get my kid all these things, but I also want to save probably $20 to be honest. Like that's where the $70 price point, if this was a $49.99 pack, you know, uh, or even like $60 maybe. Mm -hmm. But like once you get past that, I, I just, I don't see the value there. So excellent product. I think if it's like, if you're just getting this as a gift and, or, you know, it's awesome, right? If you're not, if the money doesn't matter, great. But from a, if I'm buying it, I'm not, bu I'm not buying it unless I just, like, Sean, yeah. you could buy this and invest in it and you can maybe. hold it for, 18 years and then all of a sudden you're paying your college tuition just like the burger king <laughs> gold cards 
that they gave out in those Happy Meals. I mean, yeah, that honestly, I think this is one of those weird products that I think in like eight or nine years might actually be worth a pretty penny because it is an EV centric product. And like there's never going to be more EVs and evolutions in one product on the cover than this. So like, OK, cool. That just imagine yeah. what collectors would have said. Complained. All that stuff, if like this box was like all of the alternate arts oh, of the evolutions. I, mean, I yeah, I imagine I think... the craze and the uproar that would be happening if that box was like that. What a missed opportunity. I mean, you know what? This is one of those things that like I see the what Japanese do with their products. You know, sometimes the Japanese have like um sort of like bonus packs on the inside. That yeah, will have it's a selection. Like a, are you talking about like in a booster box? Um, they, I they used to have them. I think in uh, there's been a couple of products where they'll have a pack, and it'll have a smaller selection of cards, like maybe ten different cards you can pull, right? Well, yeah, that's like the 25th anniversary set. Yes, I think I I think what Pokemon could have done with some product like this is like you get the normal set, but then you get one of those specialty packs. And you can pull any one of the alternate arts from Ooh. that. And you don't know, right? What if alternate arts only came through like those packs? I mean, then they wouldn't sell. Then they wouldn't sell the rest of the boxes, right? <laughs> like, but yeah, I, I've said it before. I think what Magic does with collector boxes, like from a pack opening perspective, I wish Pokemon would do it, but they don't need to. Their product sells just fine. So yeah, they... Uh, they small indie company is pokemon small, yeah, sean yeah, but so. if this box doesn't suit you maybe this next one will this is releasing exclusively at target on november 4th the v max dragons premium collection sean this big hunk of a box it looks like a really like thick box it's a chunky in boy the picture for some odd reason it comes with two etched foil cards featuring Rayquaza VMAX and Duraludon VMAX. Two foil cards featuring Rayquaza V and Duraludon V. Two oversized foil cards featuring Rayquaza VMAX and Duraludon VMAX. 11 Pokemon TCG booster packs and a code card. <laughs> I mean... So, Sean, this box, four Rayquaza, four Duraludon, Two dragon Pokemon that came back in Evolving Skies. And uh, yeah, we're still in a, another box of Evolving Skies releasing. Sean, how do you feel about this one? I mean, I'm. this is this is a lot of packs, too. It's 11 packs versus the, what, it, nine we just saw with the Eevee yeah. pack. You get 11 packs. You get two force four regular promos two oversized foil promos yeah i mean i like this one like because weirdly enough the duraludon v max is the more playable of these and mm. i think it still has it probably still has some place in the format it's a little weird and we'll get into some of the meta after this but like yes we will um but you know it's it's somewhat playable maybe rayquaza can be playable again, but like both of these, especially requires a fan favorite, right? Um, I think I'd have to see how much this is because there's no pricing information yet. Yep, that's what I was gonna say. What do you think it's gonna be? <laughs> um, I bet it's gonna be sixty nine ninety nine. 
You think it's going to be $69.99? Yep. I think it'll be the same price as the EV collection because I'm like, 11 packs is, it's only two more, but you get technically, if they said this, that you get five less promo cards. So you're trading Yeah, but five you get jumbo cards. Packs. You do like get jumbos. You, you do technically only, you get only three less promos. Do you think this is like an, an $80 thing, Jake? I I don't I mean that box is a chonker. It is a looking chonker. Looking at that. And it's got 11 packs. It's got more packs. It's got VMAX cards mm-hmm. right inside of it. I think this is like an 85 to 90. Interesting. It might be. Uh, yeah, I like inflation, Sean. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you have to think of what you think it would be and then add money on top of that for inflation. I guess I guess maybe the question, Jake, is how much would you pay for this? Not how much do we think it's going to cost. How much would you pay? Uh, let's see. 11 packs is $44, essentially. 44 to 55 I would pay 60 Okay. So what we're but saying is... I don't really like... It's very not often that I buy a box for its promos. Yeah. I mean, look, this is another thing where, like, if you're getting this as, you know, a gift for Christmas... It's cool. Like awesome that's, gift. That's when all these are coming out. It's all around the Christ, the holiday season. Um, so in terms of like gifts, this is a winner, I, I think. Because like, especially if you're buying a gift for your uh, friend or child or whatever, and they're a player. If I'm comparing this to the Eevee set, right? If you're mm-hmm. if the person you're bidding it for plays the game, get this product. That's my recommendation. Yes. Get this one. Yeah. It's got Duraladon, the big skyscraper guy. Yeah, and dragons are cool, man. Dragons are cool. <laughs> dragons are cool, man. Put that on a t-shirt <laughs> and quote it of Sean 2022. Anyway, Sean, we got to talk about this event that happened in 2022, the Limitless Showdown in September. This was over this past weekend, oh. and it was the what? I was going to say, before we get into that, I want to talk about... Before we get into yeah. the largest online event in the Lost Origin meta, I'm sorry, Sean... Oh, yeah. Has a... Uh, Sean has a big thing. I mean, it's not that big, but... like It is I, huge! I, well, I did play in a local... That's uh, huge! It, which is huge, right? I haven't played in so long. I ordered some cards. I told you... I think I mentioned on a pod, like, I was ordering some Reshiram and some Lost Zone stuff. Yes. Built the deck... And uh, I got Reshiram, but I'm, I'm playing Reshiram with Radiant Charizard over Greninja, which I know a lot of people are like, you know, well, which one do you play? But mm-hmm. I, I went 3-0. I won the tournament for what it's worth. You Sean's know? like, oh, it's not that big of a deal. You know, first deal. time going to a locals in like two years. Yeah. He just wins the whole thing. It's fine. Just goes undefeated, wins the whole thing. All right, Sean. Okay. <laughs> what's What's worse? You downplaying your undefeated victory or me waiting to drop that it was my birthday last week until like the last three seconds. I mean, which one's worse? The birthday one at the last second. Cause like you waited. I don't know about that. (laughs) I don't know about that. Sean, we should be popping champagne for your victory right now. (laughs) I mean, it was a, it was a small locals, but you know what? A win is a win and I respect my opponent. So three and oh, I will take. Exactly. No rust on your hinges, but. Sean, now yes. we should talk about the Limitless Showdown September. This was the biggest online event in the Lost Origin meta right now. I believe there was like 650-some players. Oh, my gosh. I think I saw the tweet. 654. 
654 players so a lot of players and a long time but sean let's first look at the metagame what were people playing in this tournament and in the lost origin meta over 30 percent of the meta share so out of all the people that played over 30 percent of them played some sort of lost zone deck whether that was the lost zone box deck with all the single prizes that we talked about in a previous week or garatina v stars and you can even potentially clump curum in there another 11 almost 11 percent of the meta was curum palkia so that is also a lost origin card even though it's not like lost origin or uh lost zone stuff there was a Oof. lot a lot of lost origin stuff and again lost zone box the top deck almost 20 percent of the meta garatina 13 or 12 and a half percent we'll say kieran palkia almost 11 percent palka intellion a little under 10 percent and then mu genesect was the fifth most popular deck at 7.19 percent sean yeah I, i'm like i'm like looking through so I'm looking through the Lost Zone box decks, right? Because mm -hmm. they were heavily, like, with almost 20% of the meta was Lost Box. Uh, but they had a less than 50% win percentage. And I was just wondering, like, huh, what seems to have a very good matchup against Lost Box? And do you know what I just found, Jake? You saw Durant at the top. Well, That's what I saw. No, Durant <laughs> means, it means that Lost Box beats Durant. Oh, never mind. Yes. Oh, dang. <laughs> but you know what deck has a 100% win rate against Lost Box? Well, nearly what 100%. Does? Uh, just regular Kiram, no Palkia, has a 100% win rate against Lost Box. And then Kiram Palkia has a 61% win rate. So what that says is a, uh, that the, the second most or the third most played deck has a positive win rate against the most played deck in this format. So I think that that's a really interesting, I think, takeaway uh, mm -hmm. there. So anyways, I'll go back to the overall metagame share. And in this as well, you know, we'll talk about the standings now. Mm -hmm. um, Mew Genesect won the whole thing. You know, it was the fifth most popular deck, but Mew Genesect ended up getting the win and i kind of want to do you want to look at the list just look at it very briefly just very very briefly because there's some things happening in here um and in other stuff i've been told on twitter that mu vmax is doing mu vmax is now playing switch cart sean mm, interesting switch cart which if you do not know is an item card switch your active basic pokemon with one of your bench pokemon if you deal heal 30 damage from the pokemon you move to your bench so with the lost origin if you do not remember that is the uh sableye that if you have 10 or more cards i think in the lost zone you put 12 damage counters any way you'd like on your opponent's side of the field if their goal is to get a Genesect or something trapped into the active, your Oricorio trapped into the active, you can use a Switch Cart to switch the Pokemon out and heal a little bit of the damage. And mm. who knows, maybe the math works out well enough because they're usually spreading damage. So maybe the first time they put 12 damage counters, they don't 
put all of them on the Genesect. They put like seven of them, maybe. Mm -hmm. So then Genesect would have 120 left, right? You feel me? Yeah. Or enough to make Genesect have 110 left for the uh, Cramorant to attack and just KO it in the active. So Switch Card allows you not only to switch out that Pokemon, but play around that math a little bit as well. And maybe the same is for the Mew, you know, even though Mew has free retreat healing. And I've been told as well that Mew VMAX decks, although we're not going over and showing you a list that has this, I've been told on Twitter recently that Mew VMAX is playing Cheryl now. <laughs> I, in yeah. a lot of lists. I mean, that's that's really interesting. Because, like, yeah, Cheryl, if you don't need to attack that often and you don't and you think you can get your double turbo back with Silene, right? Like, that's mm -hmm. that's got to be the main goal. Like, because that is a fear. Like, I'm looking at this list. You only have four double turbos and that's it for energy. So if you did run out <laughs> of your double turbos midway through a game, especially knowing that there's so many of these lost box decks running around uh it's a that's a grind in terms of the number of you know attacks you have to do so i think silene has to hit heads there for you to to actually you know stay in the game but it's interesting um it's a pretty interesting list again that lost city being over there sean we talked about lost city pats of the peak is a little bit interesting i feel like in the mu v max but I think it, um, I think that's mostly to stop like Kurum Palkia. Yeah, Kurum Palkia. You know, Palkia not only having its V Star ability, which actually we'll go over the list right now, Sean, because Kurum Palkia, yeah, was the uh, was the second place list. So what a transition to talk about the Pow. exact deck that you're stopping. Boom. Metapod Podcast always having perfect <laughs> transitions on this podcast. So Kurum V Max, Sean, if you do not remember. Kyurem VMAX. It is a 330 HP water VMAX Pokemon with the ability Glaciated World. Once during your turn, you may discard the top card of your deck. If that card is a water energy card, attach it to one of your Pokemon. This says specifically, Sean, this is big to note, water energy card. It is not basic water energy. So if you have a special energy that is water, which there is one in this list, we'll mention it here shortly that one attaches as well it activates with that ability and it's attack for three water energies max frost 120 base damage you may discard any amount of water energy from this pokemon this attack does 50 more damage for each card you discarded in this way so sean if you have multiple kurums set up multiple kurum v maxes right attaching those energies you've got palkia as well in this Palkia list, Palkia V-Star having Star Portal, the V-Star power ability that accelerates up to three energies from the discard to your Pokemon. Is it your water Pokemon? Uh, yeah, yeah, your water Pokemon in any way you'd like. As well as, Sean. <laughs> yeah. Empoleon V. Empoleon V is making its way into a lot of decks lately, and people are try people are trying to counter this i've seen like canceling uh, cologne yeah canceling cologne i've seen like galarian wheezings like yeah. apparently are populating the online ladder empoleon v it has that ability emperor's eyes as long as this pokemon is in the active spot your opponent's basic pokemon in play have no abilities except for pokemon with a rule box so inteleons right don't activate reggie deck 
absolutely dead. Um, uh, but it's attack. The Inteleons do work because it's not a basic Pokemon. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, but, you're right. You're right. You're like right. Comfy. I'm sorry. Like the Lost Zone Comfy. Yes, though. the Lost Zone Comfy. Yes. Yeah. Thank you for that correction, Sean. The Empoleon also has that ability, though, to get the energies on the uh, the Kyurem with its attack for one water and two colorless energies, swirling slice for 130 damage. Move an energy from this Pokemon to one of your benched Pokemon. So you can get a ton of energies, Sean, along with the Melanies that are in this deck. Mm -hmm. You can just get a ton on your Kyurem or wherever you want, especially because of Rangaroo. I think we've mentioned this in the set list review in a previous week, too. Um, Orangaroo, the Sword and Shield Orangaroo, the one with Primal Wisdom, putting a card from your hand on the top of your deck and switching the top of your deck into your hand. Yeah. That card pairs well with Kyurem VMAX. That is just it, that is just statement of fact. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I like this deck, man. This is cool. I think when we did our uh, set review, we did talk about how Kieran was like a better Lapras, mm -hmm. um, and I think both of us were like, this could be an interesting, like a good card. And it was definitely a, I think, sleeper from the set. Like everybody was obviously really hyped about Giratina, and then I think people realized very quickly how good Lost Box was going to be with like. Cramorant and Sableye, but this Kieran VMAX, I think, was a little under the radar in terms of like, oh, it's a three-prizer, and we're past three-prizers, and we're past... But, like, to the points that you made going through this list, like, there's so much synergy between this, between Palkia, you get to use another card in Empoleon that directly shuts off some of the benefits of these other decks, so um, really powerful stuff. And the one thing I will also point out, just one random thing, is um, the inclusion of two cards, actually. Lost Vacuum. So Lost Vacuum, for those of you who don't know, um, you can only use this card if you put another card from your hand in the Lost Zone, so you have to ditch a card, basically, forever. But, it's just one card. Yeah. But then you can choose a Pokemon tool or a Stadium and put it into the Lost Zone. Obviously, the benefit here is that it's like a more versatile tool scrapper, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and this reminds me a bit of, uh, what was it, Faba, right? There was a card a few years ago called Faba, which let you do basically the same thing, except it was a supporter for the turn. It so, was a supporter, and you didn't have to discard or put something from your hand in the Lost Zone. Yes, but like being able to get rid of one of these tools forever. and Or you, Stadium. Or Stadium, right. And then you don't have to use your supporter for turn. So I will, you know... One minor thing, you don't have to go buy a bunch of these, but, you know, if you're running a deck that doesn't care about the Lost Zone, definitely consider Lost Vacuum over something like a Tool Scrapper moving forward because it's just, it's really versatile. So um, It has that versatility, especially when you're playing a deck that has battle VIP passes. Yes. Um, you know, cards like that, Hisui and Heavy Ball as well. You know, if you just know that it's past turn one or you don't have any basic Pokemon in the prizes, those cards are literally useless. Yeah. So it's sometimes they're better off just using the Lost Vacuum on them. And that's five cards total in your deck that are essentially dead cards at a certain point. So yeah, it's a pretty solid chunk of your deck. And then the other card, Jake mentioned that like, okay, it, you can accelerate water energy and it can be special energy in this is the special energy this deck is running, which is Wash Water Energy. Came out a bit ago, a long time ago, I want to say. 
Uh, but came out in vivid voltage. Yeah. So old card for this format, <laughs> relatively. But what it does is prevent all effects of attacks from your opponent's Pokemon done to the water Pokemon this card is attached to. So, you know what that stops, Sean? I'll let you say what it stops. I'm pretty sure 95, 97, 99, with you shaking your head, uh -huh. percent sure that this stops the Sableye, the Lost Zone Sableye, because Sableye is putting damage counters yep. on the field. It's not like it's putting out 120 damage. It's putting 12 damage counters, which is an effect of yep. an attack. So that's why this wash energy is so good, because it prevents that effect of an attack. Yep, that's exactly right. So, yeah, it's a good, you know, energy. You can throw it anywhere that you think could be a problem. Um, but particularly, it might actually be good if you have your um, Greninja, uh, what is it, Radiant Greninja down. Because mm -hmm. it also, like, Radiant Greninja, I want to say, is 120 HP, 130. So, or, you know, I guess it doesn't work on a Rangaroo, because a Rangaroo is not a water Pokemon. <laughs> but you could throw it on the Greninja to protect it, or if you're worried about the math of, like, oh, 12 damage counters, could just throw it on any one of your other dudes. But, uh yeah, interesting. Interesting uh, first list here of Kiram. It's very cool to see and very cool to look at, especially because I wasn't super hyped about Kiram, but it's it's out there. But, Sean, what's the next deck you want to look at? There's some cool ones in here. I see your, your yeah. favorite over <laughs> there at fourth place. Yeah, I, I do want to look at Dialga because this is one that Jake and I, again, I was so wrong. For my world's prediction with Dialga, so so very wrong. But um, and this is cool Dialga list, Sean. Yeah, so I think this Dialga list shows how powerful lost, like basically lost engines. I'm gonna call them lost zone engines, can be for any deck. Uh, and that is because Dialga. If you don't remember, Dialga's got some a, a good attack, but its attack requires a lot of energy. Um, it's V-Star Power does 220 damage and you take an extra turn, but it requires you to have five energy. But the good thing is, one of those energy can be whatever. Mm -hmm. So the question becomes, well, if I can do a different kind of energy, maybe I will play a water energy and make it a Lost Zone deck and use Mirage Gate. So Mirage Gate is a new Lost Zone card uh, and... You can only use the card if you have seven or more cards in the Lost Zone. So you do need to play things like Comfy or Colorous Experiment to get cards into the Lost Zone. But you search your deck for two basic energy cards of different types and attach them to your Pokemon in any way you like. So you can get a Metal and a Water, put it on that Dialga. Two, it's, like, it's a double energy acceleration from the deck, which is wild. You don't even have to have them in hand. Um... Yeah, I I expect this engine is going to be very popular among a lot of decks in the next few sets. Especially because you have metal Pokemon as well. Metal Saucers are yep. in this deck, right? So you can get a lot of energies onto your Dialga at one turn, really. You're playing a couple uh, Cramorants to help set up damage, especially yeah. for that Star Kronos. Like you were mentioning earlier, you've got Radiant Greninja for the Midnight Shuriken, right? Placing damage in places. One card that I really, really like in here in this Dialga Lost Zone deck, 
Thornton. Sean, I don't think we've talked mm. about Thornton yet in a deck. This is a supporter Pokemon that came out in Lost Origin. Choose a basic Pokemon in your discard pile and switch it with one of your basic Pokemon in play. Any attached cards, damage counters, special conditions, turns in play, any other effects remain on the new Pokemon. So it is basically a Ninja Boy reprint. Sean, if you remember Ninja Boy from way back in the day. And so this can give you a little bit of versatility. You know, you got your Lumineon in mm. the active, right? And you're like, oh no, that's a two prize Pokemon right there. Oh, why don't I just Thornton and change yeah. it into a Comfey, right? Yeah. And then be able to use Comfey's ability. Yeah, or, or like, it, you know, you could Thornton your Lumineon or your Crobat, turn it into a Dialga V, and then Evo into V-Star. Yep. Right, right away. And you can even attach an energy to one of those, right, um, for the turn. And then, you know, they may not suspect what's going to be coming up next turn. The Thornton allows you a little bit of versatility when you find it. So it's a really, really cool inclusion. I wonder, especially with, um, you know, Lost Zone box, the Sableye Cramorant build, mm -hmm. if with the huge rise in popularity of that, that being the number one prominent deck from this format, at least. Um, I wonder if Thornton starts seeing a little bit more play as one of in a lot of decks mm -hmm. to add to that versatility. You know, you start off with, I mean, if you switch Thornton into a Pokemon that is a little bit weaker, right? You know, you have your two prize Luminion, but maybe you want to switch it into your Radiant Greninja or something like that. You know, Radiant Greninja has a 120 less HP, but if you, for instance, in like a Palkia deck, right? If in the Palkia deck, the uh, the Sableye is looking like it's a, it would KO it if it has that less than 170, you could just switch it real quick on the turn that you're ready to Moonlight Shuriken or something like that. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah. I, it's, I like it. I, it's a really interesting card. It's... um. I think as a one of, it makes actually like that's the number, right? Like, because you're probably not going to take a turn off to play this more than once. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, I, I like that play. The one card that I think we saw in Worlds that I'm not seeing in this list, and it's it might be a space issue, but I'd be interested to see somebody also play around with the um, Banette combo. So, like, mm -hmm. even if it's a one one line. So, for those of you who don't know, Binette, when you evolve it, you can have your opponent basically um, devolve one of their benched Pokemon. Now, the benefit of that is if you've done a little bit of setup damage with a Dialga and then you escape rope or, or something, you can Binette, take a couple of prizes, and then attack. Take some more prizes, right? Um, basically set yourself up for some extra prize turns out of nowhere. I don't know where that fits in the list. I haven't played this list, so who knows? But I think, honestly, um, you're sacrificing that Bennett build for the Lost Origin build. Yeah. Or the Lost Zone build with the Comphase, the Coal Rest, the Mirage Gate. I think that's kind of what you sacrifice. Because I feel like with Bennett, if you play and depend on using Bennett, you need to have something like Cross Switchers mm -hmm. in the deck. Because your opponent's Pokemon has to be on the bench, right? So you need to be able to get that Pokemon on the bench if it's in the active or, you know, after you 
um, after you devolve it right on the bench, you up. need to bring it up into the active so you can star Kronos on it because star Kronos knocks out every single Pokemon V mm -hmm. um, without the presence of like big charm and stuff. But still, I yeah. think that's kind of the reasoning behind that. I do exactly. like the Bennett, though. I think the Bennett's really cool. And Zan I believe Xander Pero was the one who uh, played that build at yes. Worlds. Yes, I think you're right. Yeah. I, so I think this or is Baltimore. Yeah, one of the two. Oh, it might have been Baltimore. You might be right. Yeah, it could have been. Yeah. I, either way, Xander Pero. <laughs> um, the one other thing I want to point out about this, somebody mentioned this on Twitter. I can't remember exactly who, but mm -hmm. I think it's I think it's interesting to point out how Colrus Experiment. Right, we think about this card as only being for Lost Zone engines, which it's like. Don't get me wrong; it's really good. Getting two cards in the Lost Zone is like it makes a difference. But if you actually look at this card and think of it from a pure draw perspective, this is a supporter that's just draw five. And now yeah. you can only keep three of them. But in most decks, you don't necessarily need more than that. Um, you know, like you might be trying to, you also might want to get your hand thinned down to also play other cards or like Bibarel or whatever it might be. A raw draw five basically is crazy powerful. It's just really good. Yeah, like we think about like a card that it, that you know, Professor's Research is a draw seven, but it, you have to discard your hand in order to do it, so you typically lose some resource there. Um, but the ability to be like, I have my hand, and I can see five more cards and pick the three that I want and keep those, and then whatever with the rest, get rid of them forever. But I, I'll. I'm interested to see, as the person on Twitter pointed out, how many decks start running Colrus Experiment, even if they're not a Lost Zone deck. I think if you run Colrus Experiment, I think you slowly turn into a Lost Zone deck, right? You might. Does it make sense if you're using Colrus Experiment to play Mirage to Gate? To attach on Mirage Gate, it's it's. I mean, you use one Colrus Experiment, and you're halfway to using Cramorant's attack for free. Yeah. Right um utilizing the comfy you know it's it seems to me that if you're using colrus experiment you might as well just become a lost zone engine because that just makes sense right I, that it is a good it is a good engine it is yeah. fast right it is powerful packs a punch and it's versatile you know especially with mirage gate coming out as well you know, having the two energies to have multiple different options because we can look at another list, Sean, that also uses and has added the Lost Zone engine, the Gudra deck that placed um, seventh, I believe, the first Gudra deck. This Gudra VMAX deck also utilizing the Comfey, Colrus, Mirage Gate, Lost Zone engine, but it's a little bit different than... Dialga, because if you do not know Gudra V Star Sean, because it it wasn't the most super popular card, because there have been a lot of great cards come out of uh, Lost Origin. Gudra V Star, Hisuian Gudra V Star, 270 HP Dragon type Pokemon, has two big points to it. One, the V Star power will go over first mm -hmm. is an ability. This ability says during your turn you may heal all damage from this Pokemon. So if you've got 260 uh, damage counters on you, 
boom, you can just heal that right off like it's nothing. It's not like a Cheryl where you have to discard your energy or anything like that or a hyper potion. This is just heal it all off, you know, exactly how you were before. The attack, though, is what makes this also really interesting. Rolling iron for 200 damage. This is a water, metal, colorless cost, so three energies. During your opponent's next turn, this Pokemon takes 80 less damage from attacks. 80. That's a lot. Now, that is damage from attacks, so, like, for something like Sableye, it doesn't really work like that because Sableye is placing damage but, counters that's different than yeah, um, that's true. giving damage from an attack but especially in a lot of decks that run cramorants right we're seeing a lot of i think almost every list we featured so far in this uh podcast has been using the lost zone cramorant yep. that's 110 damage so with the 80 that's only 30 damage right yep and so you're you're seeing a lot of damage being negated and healed off with that hisuian gudra v and with Pokemon and prizes that are worth two, right? That are hitting the field left and right. It's like four turn game, right? Three knockout game. And so even if you're only healing once from the V-Star, the Moisture Star, because there are no other healing cards in this deck, yeah. right? Your V-Star power is the only healing card in this, this at least iteration of the deck. Who knows? Maybe in the future we'll see more. But that's all it takes because the games are that quick, Sean, that yeah. you can just use your Moisture Star, right, to heal off, basically negate a turn from your opponent, and then Rolling Iron prevents enough damage for you to be able to win the game. Because 200 damage is a little bit weird when you talk about, like, Vs and stuff because that doesn't knock out every single B. But with a Choice Belt... It does. That goes in and knocks out every single V then at that point. Yeah, I think you're absolutely right. Because you think like the first two prizes you take, if you're if the first mm -hmm. thing you knock out is a Gudra V-Star, you hit it for a ton of damage. Okay, cool, but it's not enough to knock it out. They use their ability, heal everything up, bop you for 200. Okay, you hit it again. Let's get started. Let's try this again. It's still not dead. Okay, they swing back at you and hit you. They might like boss up your Luminion right. or something. They might boss up. Knock it out. They might even switch into Cramorant to finish you off, take their two prizes. Now you got to exactly. find a boss. And then, so by the time you've taken. Or if we're your... even talking about Curum, right? Curum Visar, that's three prizes. Yep. So by the time that they have taken their first two prizes, you might have taken two or four prizes or more, right? Depending mm -hmm. on like who attacked first. So. Yeah, like, just being able to force your opponent to take two attacks to knock you out and negating an entire turn, to your point. Yeah, it, it's, if you really think about it, it's a pretty wild swing. It's a pretty cool list. I know some people like Azul were really excited. Uh, who was it? Um, uh, gosh, somebody on Twitter said that they did really well with this in a tournament, and I'm forgetting mm -hmm. who it was. Patrick Wall! Oh, okay. did yeah, really yeah. well with this in a tournament recently like a win a box tournament so very very cool to see uh gudra v star coming out and doing some heavy lifting also there's an rcs v star variant as well of the gudra v star deck that placed just right under it top 10 in the tournament so 
I mean, pretty much the list has a little bit more in terms of you've got the Arceus V-Star, you've got Radiant Gardevoir or that has the ability, all your Pokemon take 20 less damage from attacks uh, from your opponent's Pokemon V, so preventing a little bit of damage. This Arceus variant having the Crystal Cave, the Big Charm, mm -hmm. Hyper Potion. So like I mentioned earlier, you know, maybe we'll see a variant that has a little bit more of the healing aspect. This is the variant that has a little bit more of the healing aspect which is also a really cool list and sean you brought up the big parasol yeah so if anyone doesn't know big parasol that item card that tool card as long as this card is attached to the pokemon in the active spot prevent all effects of your attacks from your opponent's pokemon done to all of your pokemon so essentially if you remember from like decidui mm -hmm. and stuff this prevents the placements of damage counters that Sableye does if this big parasol is in the active. So pretty easy way to just stop them. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I yeah, I think um it'll be interesting to see which version of Gudra wins out. Um mm -hmm. I do as much as I like Radiant Gardevoir, I don't think that the 20 damage matters because it's only from Pokemon V, right? So it's not like you I could... would <laughs> Oh yeah, it does. It is only Pokemon V, Nimrod. So <laughs> I don't know the math there if it really matters. Um, so for me, I think that the Greninja, because the Greninja offers such a threat in the late game, because you're using water poke or you're using water energy from the the Gudra. Exactly, you get draw, and then you've got an actual attacking threat that can take out two comfies right on the bench mm -hmm. that are just like, yeah, this is two prizes, and I'm swinging with a one prizer to do it. So. It's definitely like I think the Radiant Greninja is probably the way to go. Um, but yeah, I, I don't I would say I would say I understand your thinking, but I think the reason that maybe Radiant Greninja is not used in here mm -hmm. is because Radiant Greninja has water water colorless mm -hmm. as an attack. So if it was like water colorless colorless, then yes, I think we would see Radiant Greninja because that's a little bit easier to power up i yeah. mean you do have rcs v star but i think ideally you're only using rcs v star in the beginning of the game like you yeah. you have four rcs v's so then you more than likely start rcs v in the active similar to how duraludon rcs yeah. is built yeah and yeah. then you know from then on you're just going into your uh gudra so i will i can understand it but i think yeah. Maybe the math. I mean, I don't know the math. I haven't tested it, but I think Radiant Gardevoir does just enough for like uh, Cura math, for Palkia math, things yeah. like that, um, to be able to just prevent enough to make it worth it. That's fair. Yeah, it might be the difference maker. So I, I will say, if you're playing the Arceus list and you're doing like sev like high heal, all that stuff, mm -hmm. throw in one Sharon's Care, just one, <laughs> just because Sharon's Care is a broken card in Arceus list. Because you might have a game where, like, I'll get the Arceus run and I'll power something up, you know? But I don't want it sitting on the bench being a two-prize knockout that I can't do anything. No, no. Just let me let me just grab that and put that back in my just hand. Let me get a, just let me get a piece of that. Right. Please. Please. So, just, you know, my personal opinion there. Just, just consider Sharon's care. Sean, is there any other deck that you want to go over and talk about before we end uh, this one up? No, I, I think I think that's probably good. Yeah, the the only other deck is the Lost Box stuff. So if you wanted just a quick peek at that, I think there's a couple of variations. Uh, but 
This Some is... of them now playing Charizard, as you may see on your screen. Exactly. Because, you know, you think about it. Cramorant doesn't need energy, so you don't need to play water. So since you don't need to play water, you could either play Greninja, which can help your math with, like, taking a couple of prizes out of nowhere against other Lost Box decks, or you can play the Radiant Charizard, which I found Radiant Charizard in my matches to be really powerful. Um, yes, I mean, it packs a punch. What is that, 250 damage it does? Yeah, 250 base. You know, you can throw um, those... Uh, the choice belts in there if you really if you really want to do 280 you've got zigzagoon um zigzagoon i also found was really good i my third match was against a shadow rider calyrex deck and i was able to take all six prizes just off the extra damage from zigzagoon pings and that's it uh that's it yeah and that's we all. did it's talk fine. about uh the other week in the baltimore results baltimore regional results when piper won yep. with the Charizard and Teleon deck, right? So, I mean, Charizard, very, very good card. And so look out if you're uh, facing off against a Lost Origin list because they could be playing that because I like the versatility it adds yeah. because, you know, Sableye is good at placing those damage counters and being a little bit more methodical with how it's taking knockouts where now, like we saw earlier, right, we're seeing some decks add like big parasols right Napoleon. adding that wash energy in there and so in order to counter the counter as they say charizard braveheart radiant charizard just come in and swing knock out a bunch of different stuff so jake before we go what do you think is the top dog going into peoria this weekend oh god i didn't expect this yep. um <laughs> what okay so let me ask you this what do I think is the top dog in terms of what will be the most successful deck or what do I think will win? I will let you pick the answer to that one, which, which one you want to answer, and I'll do the opposite. I'll do the other one. Okay. I think I really want Gudra to win. Oh, okay. So you're going to pick Gudra. I want Gudra to win real bad because yeah. Gudra is cool. Gudra was super underrated right it was shadowed by garatina which by the way garatina is obsolete from the results i mean it was 15th overall but that was its highest placing and it's not very it's not very often i think there's like three in the top 40 from the limitless showdown in september so shadowed by garatina shadowed by kiram shadowed by even hisuian zorark people were so excited for that deck and there was one that placed well but i think it's pretty much the same list um so i really want gudra to win gudra is the ugly stepchild that deserves a lot of love okay i so it's interesting i just looked at the gudra list this is the power of limitless by the way shout out to limitless they're amazing yeah. <laughs> um the gudra matchup with kiram is not great at least for this tournament it was a 23 percent win rate against kiram and I, oh. and I, the reason is, I think it's because Kiram doesn't have a cap on its damage. So they can, mm -hmm. like, take a couple of turns, really get something big. And yeah, because you're, you're rolling you're rolling iron, right? Even though Kiram is weak to uh, metal-type Pokemon, you are not a metal-type Pokemon, even though you're using metal-type energies. So y you have to attack twice yeah. to knock it out, which is another turn for them to power up. 
So I don't know. Maybe, you know, if Kiram becomes really popular, I wonder if Gudra list will actually put in like a one Zacian or like maybe one Zamazenta. You could. Uh, Zamazenta actually is not the worst thing in the world. It's right? really you're playing, not. Well, you're not playing Metal Saucers. No. I wonder if you put it into your like Arceus variants. Uh, right? you might, yeah. Like, I like just... you put it, you put the one of Zacian in your Arceus Gudra variant to be able to power it up, right? Yeah. It's not like if they gusted, they'd be able to kill it unless they're playing Path or something like that. Yeah. Which, if they play Path, they're shutting off their, their Kiram, Kiram they're shutting off their Palkia, they're shutting off their Radiant Greninja. So, I mean, that's reason, not a bad idea, Sean. The reason I also like Zamazenta, because Zam, doesn't Zamazenta do what, 130 base? The one that stops VMAX from hitting through. Yes. And so if you put a choice belt on that, that's 160. And that's 320. So I think Kiram is technically 330. So like. Yeah, Kiram is 330 HP. Uh, it's close. Like maybe you also want to throw in like a random, like, I don't know, uh, <laughs> Zigzagoon, like a, a one of. I don't know. That's probably a bad idea. But yeah. I, I do think that there might be something to one of Zamazenta. Just if you assume that Kiram, like if Kiram is really a bad matchup, I don't know. Did we just break? Maybe Gudra? Zashian is just your best option for it. Zashian, that freaking thing that just swings really, really hard can also knock out a Palkia V, right? That's Origin true. form Palkia. So and you can get it powered up in one turn either with like the Mirage Gate. Intrepid Sword turn one is really good. Now, is Zashian three metal or is it two metal and a colorless? It's three metal. That's why I. That's kinda, a little tough. That's why I'm saying. That's why I'm Zam. saying like you have to put it in your Arceus build. Yeah, I think you're right. But yeah, I don't know. It's interesting. I, I I'll be interested to see where these lists go. Uh, for me, I think the most popular deck is going to be. If you'd asked me a week ago, I would have said Giratina. I actually yeah. think Giratina is not actually in a great spot right now. Um, I think that Lost Box is going to be the most popular because it will be the most accessible from a cost. Yeah. And I think Lost Box is the kind of deck where it will reward a pilot over mm -hmm. just like... Because, you know, Kiram, it's not to say that a pilot doesn't matter, but Kiram, I think anyone can pick up a deck, and if it's built right, you can do relatively well, but, like, you're also going to give up a lot of prizes if you make mistakes. Whereas Lost Box, like... It, I think, is more forgiving on mistakes, but, like, if you're a really good pilot, you can outmaneuver your opponent because it's a single prizer. Mm -hmm. um, but all I'll say, going into Peoria, good luck to everybody. Uh, if you're playing if with or against single prize decks, just maintain a good pace of play because you don't want to end up in a bunch of ties. That's For you and your opponent, make yes. sure, you know, that the game state is accurate. Make sure everyone is doing what they're supposed to because yep. it's actually on both players to maintain a good. Uh, That's right. A good game state. And also just be a good person this weekend. It's not that hard, not, well, in my opinion, to be a good, decent human being. And there's a lot of good people out there. So make make some friends. But Sean. Thank you so much for joining me on 115th episode of the Metapod Podcast. Spoken about podcast revolves around the evolving meta. I got to get ready for work. You got to go to a meeting. See you Bye. later.